You're listening to What the Folklore, making sense of senseless tales. You can support us on Patreon and join our Discord server at patreon.com slash wtfolklore. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to What the Folklore, Making Sense of Senseless Tales. I am your storyteller, Carmen. Crime Weaver Tyler. I'm your, your uh, New England, Boston correspondent you're a digi boy digi boy bean town correspondent a bunch of people suggested stuff i'm not using them <laughs> gordy's gone rogue sorry oh you know what uh here let's let, let's do a couple occasion. let's do a couple on theme ones um because that that's that's my title this week i'm also the the once and future bostonian <laughs> thank you thank you donut shoes uh future founder of newest england thank you ali kazam uh, the real New England Revolution. Thank you, Tim Seeks Yoda. Um, everybody who didn't didn't do a New England or a Boston one, uh, get on. Sorry, it. that's that's the thing this week. Too late to fix it. Um, <clears throat> yeah. Uh, so, hello, everybody. This is a a new recording setup. Uh, we are all well. I'm I'm remote, um, but we're not we're not sitting around the same same old campfire. Um, so it, it, it'll sound good. <laughs> Forgive us if it sounds like a little different or if we take, take a week or two to kind of, to kind of dial in that, that sound again. Mm-hmm. Um, cause we're just, just working with di- a different setup and slightly different equipment, but it's, it's fine. <laughs> we're all fine here. Um, don't, don't, don't worry about yeah, it. Don't even sweat. Don't worry about it is what I'm saying to you. Gordy, I, I want to say up front, uh, and I hope that you don't take this very personally, because I do miss you and your your presence here quite a bit, but mm-hmm. I I very much miss John Waterbottle. Um yeah, John John Waterbottle uh lives in in the office <laughs> now. He's he's an office water it's a boy. Corporate water bottle now. Wow. Well, he is he is not corporate. <laughs> he is uh uh pretty pretty anti-corporate actually. <laughs> um but that's 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 where he lives. There's there's just there's a lot of there's a lot of other water bottles there that he can be friends with and I just thought like he, he might like that instead of being here alone. Is it like a water bottle daycare at your new workplace? Um, it's not. It's not not that there is there is that that program. There's they a, have like wa- good water bottle activities. Like he can go play in the fountain. It's a water bottle yeah, barn. There's a, it's a water cooler. Um, uh, that's like a big water bottle. He can aspire to be. <laughs> It is when he, when he grows up, he can be a big water bottle. It's like nanny water bottle for him. John for Water Bubbler. baby water bottles. John John Water Bubbler is his father. <laughs> Please. Um, I I know he he does he kind of holds holds whatever room he's in uh, together. Um, he's he's doing he's doing great work out there. Um, well, that's great to hear. I'm very glad. That he's that's that's the update. John Water Bottle continues to thrive. Uh, our yonder he's, toad also went up to Boston. 
So yonder toad lives our, our yeah our knitted yonder toad lives with me now which uh, is as does it's great for Lego me because bus. now i can't see him so it's on brand he, yeah he is extremely yonder for for you now <laughs> for two-thirds of the podcast he is very yonder so what do we do um, on this show it's been so long what, i don't remember what did we used to do in the long long ago back uh, in myth in times an- <laughs> in the ancient times we uh uh are here here to do a show about some weird folklore. Carmen's going to read a fairy tale or piece of folklore to me and Tyler. She has one prepped for us that we have never heard before. We hope it's one some of you have never heard before. We're going to talk about the plot holes of this story as we go. We're going to try to fix them. We're going to try to come up with a new, better uh, story by the end of this episode. Are we doing choices? So, you got um, you got choices. They're not great choices. Uh, well, summer they camp has, has started are they, for like, me. Are they, are they ever? <laughs> summer camp started for me, so uh, I'm a little behind on like new, fresh choices, but I do have some choices I've been sitting on for you, and I can add one new, fresh choice to that pile. Yuck. Mm. So the choices I've been sitting on for a moment. Grim. Before I give you the titles, I'll just give you the <laughs> situation. Um so your, what situation? Your first choice is two separate stories that are both too short to stand on their own. So there are two okay. stories in one. Your second choice is a one story in two. That is one story that's too long to be encapsulated by a single episode. So it'd be a, a, a two-parter. Yes. And if you want, I can give you a third story, which is just a regular episode but long. Uh, hmm. <laughs> told you they're yeah. not the best of choices. A lot of atypical. Um, <laughs> I don't know, Tyler. What do you What do you feel like? Let's do two short ones in case we lose one. That's good. That's a good That's, idea. Uh, that seems we are like a fresh <laughs> to this setup. Let's be pragmatic. All right, so um, you are entering the Cinderella zone. So we're kind oh, of in a no. Cinderella like <laughs> loop after the saddle slut situation. We are trapped um, in the Cinderella zone. <laughs> so we're bookending Gordy's travels with some Cinderella action. Um, Welcome back, Gordy. We're going to be reading a Thank French you. tale and a Scottish tale. The first one is Marie Robe de Bois, and the second one is a fresh Scottish Ash Pittle tale. Let me get down to where those are, even. We have an executive producer this week. This mm-hmm. this week's n- fresh new episode is brought to you by Allison, aka Awok on the Discord, aka aka uh, Arn Thompson type eight eight one A, the abandoned bride disguised as a man. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you very much. All right, so um, these two tales are sent in by Meg. So thank you, Meg. They're from thank the. You. The book 345 Variants of Cinderella, Catskin, and Cap of Russia is by Marion Rolf Cox. Uh, these are all very tabulated, heavily summarized versions of the narratives in this book. And it's hard to find like other not summarized tabulated narratives, mm-hmm. uh, which is one of the reasons why they're kind of short. So this is uh, Marie Robe de Bois uh, from Mentone, I hope Mentone. Who knows? France. Uh, told by Marie Alavina. Uh, and so, yeah, it's in that that whole situation. So I haven't read these in quite a while because I've just had them in kind of the back pocket waiting for a weird situation. Uh, here we are. Here we are. 
You two ready? I think sure. I think there's some business up front. Is there? Oh right, there is a oh, there's a right. thing that I that I need to do. Uh, tell me. It's been so long. Hmm. Where is this from again? France. And also, what is it about? <laughs> Cinderella. Um. Known boat dweller Cinderella. Yeah, I I feel like no, both because of the location and because Cinderella is not known. Although the last Cinderella story did have uh, technically a boat in it, so that was a hit. So the, the real um, question here is, are you guessing for both stories, or are you doing two boat watches? Ooh, I guess I have to do two. Are they, and they're both Cinderella variants? Yes. Do I have to guess which one has the boat in it? <laughs> if, well, I, if I say one of them does and one doesn't, like, is that enough, or do I have to say specifically the first one how does pin, how and the second doesn't? How well, pinpoint what, is this accuracy? One of the things we could do is uh, you could guess for this one and have your one boat watch jingle. And then before I start the next one, you can have a second incident of the boat watch jingle <laughs> and guess that that one. Okay. That double might, the boat watch. Double yeah, it might one. inform you for the next one. That's true. Okay, yeah. I All right, that's good. I'm, I'm going to say no on the first one. Okay. Also, real quick, I have a question for the two of you. How much better would Cinderella be if instead of a pumpkin, she went to the ball in a big old Mark Twain riverboat? Would be pretty good. Also, what if Cinderella was smashed together with Titanic? Ooh. Mmm. Both those movies would be improved. Could definitely be. Yeah, okay. I'm, I'm willing to find out. All right. You two ready now? Let's do it. Uh, Sure. A young girl has a sorceress for a godmother, like you do. Yeah. Hell yeah. Tale as old as time. Yeah. It's probably bad for her, but... I mean, it's a pretty strong godmother situation. That's what that teapot told me. What? what? The teapot told you what? And which teapot? It's a tale as old as time, and the one in the kitchen. Yeah. Every women's has magic women's as godmother. Yes, that's true. I have a magic godmother. But, I can but tell we're not you allowed to it. see her because no. we aren't women. Exactly. Same as the egg laying. Our godmothers <laughs> are secrets. <laughs> All right. So one day, uh, her sorceress godmother asks her if she would like to come with along with the godmother, and she would, in fact, like this. This sounds like a good time to where? On Who a knows? Vacation or to live? Who knows? To to kick it to this alleyway? Who knows? Just to like, the I'm, store for cigarettes? I'm going to somewhere. Would you like to also go to somewhere? Yes, somewhere sounds nice. <laughs> <laughs> that is our situation right now. Better than here. Is she a teen? Is that why? Probably. Does she have sass? Ha hoppin' teen. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the godmother says, all right, well, if you want to come to Unknown Destination, you do need to go ask your dad for a dress that's like the moon. Uh, she already has one, though. So she doesn't have to ask for anyone for anything. Is she wearing it? Nah, she just owns it. Because that would be dumb of you, godmother. Now she needs one that shines like the stars, but she's already prepped for that too. 
I Dang. do like this variant of this story because usually they're given the things like this, but now she's told, you need this. And she's like, fuck, it's in my closet already. Whatever. Wish yeah, I mean, Cinderella is typically portrayed as being on point like with the with the, <laughs> yeah. the the housework and such but this one is extra on point with just fashions <laughs> um all right so then she needs to have one that shines like the sun and then she needs her father to make her a dress out of wood with as many pockets in it as possible we do love our pockets us ladies i was gonna say that's that sounds pretty good a yeah. dress like as wood a dress, dress made out of wood so. the dress is made out of wood but it is like, supposed to have pockets okay I do want to see that coming down the New York fashion runway. <laughs> a wood, a wood. Is it like really thin wood, like kind of a kind of a paper dress, like a bark situation? Yeah, I like, like a to thin think of bark it curly like, um, deal. Like you take a whole bunch of two by fours <laughs> and you cut them at forty five degree angles, and then you no. uh, glue them together so it's like an hourglass shaped cage. With the no. uh, thin part of that hourglass at the waist of the uh, very heavily made-up model who walks with no expression down the runway. But there are, like, cloth um, pockets just sort of stapled to it everywhere. <laughs> I believe that they call that plank mail. Uh, so because this is a an annotated, like, tabulated version, I have no idea if she has these things made or if they are also already in her closet. Let's just assume that she has a plank dress also. Yeah, that sounds right. Uh, but either way, she gets all of her outfits together and permission to go on the godmother vacay to somewhere. <laughs> Great. Uh, so before they set up, grandmother says, all right, one rule, one exactly one rule for this road trip. Now that you have all the cool clothes for it. Never say Jesus Marie. Marie? It's, it's spelled Marie. Like the like the name M A R I E instead of M A R Y. Wait, so you're not supposed to say Jesus. You're not supposed Marie. to say Jesus Marie. Yes, Gordy. Not, you're, I know, well, I know, but we can say it because they yeah. didn't say it to us. Yeah, we're, we're not going, going on God magic vacation, vacation now. Were we? I don't think we are ever going to get to go on a magic vacation. Tyler, I'm very sorry. Do you have a plank dress? We're definitely so. not going to now, though. All right. So right, you yeah who. Do any of you have plank dresses? Because I don't. I think we were disqualified from the start. Yeah, I think I only have one dress with any pockets, and it's definitely not made of wood. Listen, we have doors here that we don't need. <laughs> That's true. We can I get a plank mine. dress, <laughs> and we can get it pretty quick if need be. All right. So the godmother has her like no cursing rule that you get from various aunts and grandmothers in your lives. Uh, but after a long time of walking, the hero heroine says, Godmother, aren't we there yet? Jesus Marie went a long way. Oh, no! You you goofed it so fast, so, though. So fast. So like, like, just right away it went down the hill. You should have said Jiminy Cricket like a good kid. Yeah. Should have said... Or Ah uh, Beatles. Bob Bless America. <laughs> it's it's very... It's patriotic. Ah uh, uh, Buckets. <laughs> Would work. Oh, what are some sugar. other cool things you can say with no swear words in it? Oh, sugar. I done goof that one. Whoopso. Uh, yeah, so like like your overbearing aunt slash grandmother slash sorceress godmother who hates certain curse words and doesn't like them coming from the mouths of children, uh, she takes her and throws her into a king's garden. That's a punishment, I guess? And there's an orange tree in there. Okay. So Florida. 
she fl- she throws her into Florida and does the <laughs> the Bugs Bunny thing where she saws it off. <laughs> no cussing. Uh, so there's a prince who often walks in this particular Floridian garden, and he notices over a period of several days that oranges keep going missing. So she's a vagrant. <laughs> yes, she's a vagrant Florida orange thief. <laughs> she's a citrus vagrant. Uh, one day he catches sight of the little girl, like a cryptid in the woods, and he rushes <laughs> to tell the king about finding the orange thief. Is she like incandescently orange now? I hope so. Like how she, flamingos turn marked. pink because of shrimp? Right. How what? What did you just say? Because of shrimp? Like how flamingos turn pink because of shrimp. Do they? Is that why they're pink? Yeah, that's the stuff in their diet. The beta carotene hey. from their diet. That's a lot. I can't imagine eating that much shrimp. I like shrimp, but I don't want to turn pink Shri- from it. Like, yeah, shrimp is fine. I feel like if you eat so much of it, I mean, they're birds. So, like, <laughs> what? Like, how much can we hold against them? Yeah, they don't but... have a they don't have a Gordon Ramsay among their kind <laughs> to teach them better ways. All right, so he rushes to tell the king about finding the orange thief, bringing, like, a Sasquatch-style photograph as proof. And uh, the heroine is frightened to see the king. So I guess they I guess they go from this to they're going to call her up in front of him. Uh, so she's pulled in front of the king, and she begs pardon because she only stole the oranges because she was hungry, and she was banished to this random garden by her godmother, and maybe they should take it up with her because it's... Like, you shouldn't use other people's gardens as prisons. <laughs> like, as a, as Typically. A, a societal and also personal politeness rule. Don't do I, that. Mm-hmm. I do want to talk about bird chefs real quick. I'm sorry. Okay, that's fine. Bird chefs? Yeah. I got a, I got a second. If we, look, if we stretch this one out enough, then it's <laughs> one story for this episode. <laughs> then, it's, then it's just one for this one. I want to meet Bobby Flamingo. How, no, Gordy, was it worth it? Was it worth uh, it, Gordy? Yeah, let's yeah let's dive into he's, this. He's, what does uh, what is Bobby Flamingo's TV show? <laughs> I, he cooks shrimp on it, I guess. And he I, hides yeah, yeah, I mean, if, under one wing. If if flamingos, one, it's one legged cooking iron iron cooking. Can they still do Iron Chefs? probably meet scooby-doo i get like i don't know what the like the flamingo um like what what culturally do they value that would be a good rank for a chef i don't know if it is iron um (laughs) but like whatever that that show is like i would watch a couple like i mean maybe i guess this tv show is like two flamingos just like going ape shit in the water trying to find some shrimp (laughs) (laughs) maybe it is uh, the pink chef like whoever has the brightest pinkest feathers has obviously outchefed the, the other flamingo. Clearly the best <laughs> chef. At the end of the night, after they have gorged themselves on shrimp, <laughs> uh, the king hears her out about this orange th- thief situation, and he's like, "All right, well, I guess just feed my birds while you're here, because he's got some fowls and geese and ducks and maybe some flamingos. Who knows? Oh well, we can only hope. So I guess she gets gainfully employed out of this. Um, so she earns the oranges now." Yeah. They they are hers by by birthright, I guess, now. Oranges are for closers. <laughs> In bird garden. So it is uh, carnival time. The king's son is going to a ball, and the heroine, the, his duck herder, begs him to take her. 
It's carnival time or carnival time? That's hard to say. They're spelled the same. Carnival cruise time coming out of Florida. (laughs) (laughs) And the king's son's going to the ball and the duck herder Uh begs him to take her. The duck herder. Not a royal duck herder. Like she didn't, she's not a princess who got chucked into his garden by a godmother. She's just a normal girl who became a duck herder after stealing oranges. After fiending some oranges. And she is now begging the king to take her to a ball. Or the prince. The prince is going to take her to the ball. So uh, her promposal to this thing fails. <laughs> he refuses because duck herder. I don't know really what she was expecting here. Uh, so she goes back crying. So I guess she is a, a teen, but not so much a hopping teen. Mm. It's a shame. Uh, luckily, somehow, she has kept her fancy-ass dresses, so she kept a hold of her suitcase when Godmother chucked her in the garden. <laughs> so she puts on the moon dress, and she goes to the ball, and she dances with the prince, and he gives her a ring, because sweet dress, I guess that's what you do. It's like tipping a waiter. <laughs> I don't know. Like if you have a good dance with someone, you just give them a jewelry off of your finger. <laughs> I don't know. Ball etiquette. I think that's tip, ball etiquette. Do you tip 20% for good dance? Yeah. Uh, so another and night of a... At the end of the ball, they weigh all of the women, and whoever is heaviest with jewelry wins. Uh, the next night, she wears her star dress. She gets another ring. The third night, she probably wears her sundress. Maybe her wood, wood dress. It's really not clear at this point. It's just bullet points for the story. I'm going to pick like, the wood one, because that's the weirdest one. Yeah, she, she stuns everyone with her mahogany hourglass <laughs> cage dress. <laughs> Uh, so, yeah, when he gets home from this, like, ball brigade, the prince falls ill. Uh, I imagine dancing with that many people gives you the ball equivalent of con crud. <laughs> so, yeah, the, of what now? Con crud. Con crud. After a convention, uh, a lot of people end up oh. with, like, colds and stuff just from the sheer mass of humans. That's why I always <laughs> take hand sanitizer to my tables. You should take hand sanitizer with you everywhere you go i mean i do that too also i imagine that some of these other ball attendees were also covered in sap like her <laughs> it's the hot new dress it of the is season. the fashion of the time uh so the heroine who is still at this point a fucking duck herder they don't know that she's the the cool wood dress woman asks the queen if she the duck herder can make some soup to cure the prince what kind of soup chicken soup not even duck She's got she's to make sure that her ducks are given free reign. She's got to clear out the chickens for more room for ducks. <laughs> it's called job security, Tyler. I suppose so. Uh, so the queen, I guess, lets her make some soup to cure the prince. Don't know how the chef or doctors feel about this duck herder getting in on their business. <laughs> in, in on their action? Yeah. Um, Do- so in the first... Do the chefs and doctors start duck herding out of spite? <laughs> I, would, I would like to see some passive aggressive duck herding. <laughs> I want to know what I that do want to know like. what that looks like, yeah. Next science grant. You think this is so tough? I'll herd a duck. I'll herd a duck all day. I'd, I'd herd. That sounds easy. I'll do stunts on these ducks. Maybe that's, maybe that's um, presumptive of me, but it sounds sounds like pretty easy to just herd a duck they're pretty rude birds yeah i could see a montage of how that could go wrong i just don't think i would want to spend a lot of time hanging out with a duck 
They do kind of smell also. They're not like, yeah, not they the don't smell great. Like fragrant of bird. Are we talking about one duck or a lot of ducks? It's, it's a herd of ducks, Gordy. Oh, I'm out. <laughs> I don't want to do, do a bunch of them. That sounds noisy. Um, so in the first spoonful of soup, the prince finds the three rings he gave her. So it's not a lot of <laughs> meat in that soup if he can pull all three rings in the first spoonful. Buddy, that sounds like regicide. <laughs> what? Putting rings no in idea. soup. I have no idea if this cures him or just threatens to choke him. Or, like, what the deal is, but he uh, he obviously, like, knows it's her because they're his rings that he gave her for dance tips. And after a little while, he marries her. The end. Soup I don't know is if he, like, good, I guess. Like, waits until oh. the soup's cold to do this or, or what. So, let's discuss this one before we move on to the next. Okay. It's an interesting twist to take the foot fetish out of Cinderella and replace it with, like, Italian wedding soup. Yes. With rings in it. A, a regicide Italian wedding soup. Uh, it's quite a recipe. I didn't see that part coming, I'll be honest. The regicide? Right, and the soup giving being the replacement for the shoe. I feel like the shoe is pretty intrinsic to the trope of the story. Yeah, it is kind of like some kind of physical identifier, but also like coming from a poor yeah. and becoming a rich. And she might have been a poor, but it really doesn't sound like it because her dad already got her those cool dresses and her and godmom's a sorceress, so <laughs> she's fine. Right. And but also the, be... the like identifier came from him. Yeah. They were already his. Mm-hmm. That's weird. Yeah. He just gave him to, well, see, he gave him to someone with cool fashions. He already said no to the duck herder, <laughs> which is also unusual. It's like Cinderella didn't approach the prince as yeah. an ash kitten and, <laughs> and say, hey, how's about some dances? And he went, you know, clean yourself <laughs> up. Um, like he he saw her pretty, but then he also saw her gross and ashy. Which is kind of like when you go on a date with somebody for like or several dates with someone and they're well made up and wearing their nice clothes. And then you like spend the night with them for the first time and like hear them fart and they're not wearing makeup. <laughs> like, and they're, in a, it's a and they're good, just in a Pearl Jam t-shirt. Yeah. It, yeah. It's a pretty good <laughs> allegory for like a, a healthy progression yeah. of a relationship. Like he yeah, sees her, in her at her best and he still and falls it, in love with her at her ashiest. <laughs> at her at her pearl jammiest <laughs> or her bird shittiest she does the call them the her one. pearl jammies <laughs> but in this one he knows who she is and he doesn't want any piece of it yeah this prince like he's super into fashion so he sees her in the hip new mahogany cage dress and he's all about that and that's when he's okay with her being a regicide committing duck herder but he doesn't like her for who she is. She, he likes her for what she can wear. It's very much the clothing. Yes. Which I, I, again, I feel like is kind of the opposite in most Cinderella stories. Yeah. Like the fashion is what catches his eye initially and what he uses to identify her later. But I don't know. It just seems like it's just as an identifier. Whereas this, it is like he just wants to get in her closet and check out those dresses. He's a fashion pervert. <laughs> He's got a big dress boner. Where 
the magic lady go after uh, the cuss? That's she went that's on, on her vacation, huh? I guess. On did whatever. she pick a new kid? The sorcerer vacation? Maybe. Yeah. Did she grab somebody else and then and then bounce? Maybe she just like she has a godmother until the god kids come of age. And then she just chucks them in the nearest prince's garden on false <laughs> and pretenses and wipes she, her hands of it. Like, she, she's good she, now. She knows that they've come of age when they start cussing. <laughs> that's how, that's that's how, you, how you know maturity. when a kid is a grown up. Yeah. They are ready to get the hell out on their own. They don't need you anymore. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. I don't have a lot of like, this, this one's like, okay. It's just a lot of weird details. It's a, lot, it's, of a, it's a lot of weird details, but yeah, it's not like fundamentally borked. <laughs> I think the fundamental borking of this one is just that like there is no there's no lesson learned by the hero. There's no from rags to riches. There's no change, really. Um, it's goes, just a story with no change in it. Yeah, she's a girl with cool dresses who becomes a girl with cool dresses and a prince who cares about the cool dresses. Maybe she still has to herd ducks. We don't know. Did you guys ever watch Pop Up Video on MTV? No, are you can't f- can't are- say that I can't say that I dipped into MTV's repertoire very often. Are you familiar with the concept? Mm, I mean, I know what the word pop up means, and I know what video means. <laughs> well, um, the the show was they would play a music video, like for a song, a popular song yeah. of the time. Yeah, And they would occasionally on the screen just pop up like trivia about the band members or like the process of making the song or the video itself. And it was just like random trivia, like didn't really sure didn't really improve the viewing experience. It was just there in case you were curious. And this this kind of felt like a fairy tale pop up video to me. Just like, hey, it's if you want to know, it's it's here where it was. Yeah, it was a very standard fairy tale story. But occasionally they're like Cinderella likes oranges and that's it. (laughs) (laughs) That's not like that's not the worst. (laughs) It's just like it's just I don't mind it. I don't mind it. Yeah. It's just like, why? Why this one? Before we we close on this one um, real quick, I was correct. On boat watch? Sure. Is that right? Yeah. Is that right? Unless I'm, unless there was a boat and I just blocked it out somehow. Did not no, notice any good. bodies of water. Yeah, no boats, only oranges. Uh, okay. We made I, up I a didn't carnival cruise, was. so I mean, from our perspective, maybe boat, but but from the story, you're in the clear. You got to win. Um, for the second one, I, I, I'm not feeling it. I don't think there's another boat. No boats. No boats. Cool. What's, uh, what's the next Cinderella? All right. So we're scooting up to Scotland. Uh, this is a fresh Scottish Ashpittal tale. It's coming from the same book, same recommender, Meg. Thank you, Meg. Uh, this I, didn't, one was... I didn't know this one was in Scotland. Yeah. It's, it's a surprise. It's also fresh. <sighs> Uh, Ooh, that I don't know. That changes things boat wise. You did already make the call. <laughs> I did, but I didn't know it was in Scotland. That was withheld from me. It, the title is a fresh Scottish Ash Piddle tale. 
Yeah, but I didn't know that. I don't think, or I <laughs> yeah, or I forgot did, it, yeah. or I didn't listen to it. Um, well, that well that changes my calculus. I still I didn't uh, I didn't turn in my my worksheet yet. I still I still have it here. Um, I can hold on. Let me just change that to uh, yes. There is a there is a boat. Here you go, teacher. This is my final essay. Um, there you are. Yes, there's a boat in this one. We got to turn that into the IRS. To the to the IRS, I yeah. do. Why? Why do they need to get their beaks wet on this? <laughs> what do they have to do with this this process of mine? Because you uh, changed your to, tax form. Yeah, they need to know if you have um, boat tax. I changed. I changed my tax form. Yeah. To to guess about boats. Yeah. Boy, that that tax law has gotten weird. It desperately needs reform. <laughs> Uh, okay, yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll mail off a copy to the, here, to the, <laughs> the IRS, here we go, uh, there you go, they, um, they should have it now. Alright, so this tale was procured by George Sinclair from her mother-in-law, who had heard it from her grandmother, who had it from his grandmother. The mother-in-law that the story was recorded from was an elderly woman in 1888 when this particular story was collected, so it is older than that. Uh, and this is from a small town not far from Glasgow. All right. A gentleman and a lady have one little girl who is both pretty and good, since these two things are intrinsically linked. So pretty good. Yeah, she's pretty good. <laughs> her mm. mother dies when she's five. His, her father is brokenhearted about this. As pretty bad. He would be. And the five-year-old doesn't understand where her mother went, which I think is maybe accurate to that age. I would say that's yeah. typical. Uh, so after an unknown bit of time, the father marries a widow who has two daughters who are older than his little girl. Both daughters are plain and jealous. Just, I guess, generally jealous of all things. Uh, they banished her to the kitchen, but the stepmother fears her husband's disapproval of this arrangement and figures that maybe murdering the stepdaughter is a better solution than just kitchen banishment. No. Why? <laughs> No, that's not. You can't. You can't do it like that. You think he's gonna get upset that she's in the kitchen, but you think he's cool with her being murdered? Yeah, like I guess, I guess he could nag on her about the kitchen thing, but she can't undo murder. The murder's a one-time deal. Yeah, so maybe that's the thought. You certainly can't hide it. He's gonna notice that she's not there. Right. Well, the stepmother comes up with a convoluted plan for this, and this is where this turns into a true crime podcast, I think. Great. Um, <laughs> the sheep have found a hole leading to the garden, so the stepmother sends Is that our, code? I, mm, the sheep have found the hole, sir. Well, the stepmother sends our heroine to stay and watch the hole and let no sheep through. Okay. No. Uh, so at dinner time, she sends her a thimbleful of broth, a grain of barley, a thread of meat, and a crumb of bread. A thread so of like, meat? Yeah, just like one That's, little tendon. Just a pig they, string. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, if you if you strip it down far enough, it does get into threads. Oh, man. Just, yeah. just like tendons and gristles. A strand of cow. So Dad's, <laughs> Dad would be upset if she lived in the kitchen with all the food. But Dad's not going to notice if she is on sheep watch. <laughs> if she's on emaciated sheep duty, <laughs> right? And, Pick, yeah, like picking her strings off. off of off of an old sheep. <laughs> <laughs> 
Uh, so the girl is hungry, but she doesn't dare go home till night. So this is a lunch kind of dinner situation here. Okay. Um, and she starts crying. So the black a black lamb shows up and asks what's up with her. Maybe through the hole she's supposed to be guarding from sheep. Who knows? Uh, when told that she's hungry, the lamb tells her to put her finger in its ear. No! <laughs> it tells... No. What? No. You so shouldn't she... be talking anyway, lamb. Yeah, Why you is this? Is... <laughs> you, you've been given the gift of human speech, and the first thing you do is be a creep? <laughs> so, so she puts her finger in the lamb's ear. You ever ear? seen you ever seen that comic about the uh, about the little girl and the horse? <laughs> no. Uh, <laughs> um, it's a very narrow. I'm, gonna, topic. I'm gonna I'm gonna link it in the in the chat because it's it's not gonna make good good radio, but it's it's extremely relevant to this conversation. <laughs> All right, so she does stick her finger in this lamb's ear. Lamb's ears aren't that big. Uh, but she does find a big piece of bread in it. So no! instead of earwax, it's just like a loaf. <laughs> you can't, you cannot do that. You cannot do that. Uh, you, don't, you don't want to eat ear bread? Uh, this is, this is the worst. Is, uh, is a lamb's brain bread? It might be. I mean, sweet meats are bread dish, <laughs> right? Like, no, sweet meats. No, sweet meats are bread. It's uh, sweet breads that are organs. So yeah, it's got sweet breads in its head. No. no. Uh, so the lamb's like, all right, now feel around in the other ear. No. <laughs> this, you need to call the police right now. <laughs> the other ear's got butter. The this other is ear not an acceptable way to speak to anybody. A big piece of cheese. That's like accurate, though. Um, yeah, it's so just she has waxy a good cheese. Of of ear bread and ear cheese. <laughs> uh, she's pretty happy about it. She goes home that evening. Her stepmother's surprised that she is neither tired nor hungry. Uh, same thing happens the next day. And this girl's not getting emaciated or dead enough, fast enough for the stepmother's devious murder plan here. Uh, so she sends a man to spy on her. Don't know who this man is, but she just has a spy on retainer. What does he get out of this arrangement? Uh, maybe just like spying <laughs> like maybe that's his hobby <laughs> he he was a big fan of the harriet the spy movie and book series when he was a kid i need entries on my spy resume <laughs> he's trying to get into the cia um watched yes. a kid get emaciated hire me <laughs> it's a it's a resume yeah <laughs> i i don't i don't look i don't like this i don't like this sheep I don't like anyone. Yeah, nobody nobody is uh, is ingratiating themselves to me very well. I am ready to stop hearing about them. Uh, so she learns about the lamb from her re- spy on retainer. She tells her husband that she wants a sheep killed. And he says, yeah, whatever, no. whichever one you want. I don't care. Wait, you don't I, have I, to hire somebody to kill a sheep for you, I don't think. No, she just she's like. She's just she, getting permission because it's yeah, not her sheep. Yeah, she belonged to her husband. So okay. She's like, hey, well, I just, all right. Yeah, I just feel like killing a sheep. <laughs> can, can you? Is that cool? <laughs> I just, it's been a while. I just want to kill a sheep. And people think that violent video games are the problem. Uh, correct. It is. It is this. <laughs> um, I see. I thought you were t- like you're talking about a sheep assassin. I know. She just wants. She just wants to get one killed, or maybe do the killing. Who knows? Yeah, is that is that not an assassination? 
Well, what is the what is the sheep head of? Security. I don't think it has to be the head of anything. Like she, like she is getting a hit put out on this sheep. Doesn't yeah. doesn't somebody have to hold power in 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 the state to be an assassination? What is what is the delineation between assassination and murder? Or sheep's um, little um, goal? Hmm. Political I, gain? You know what? I'm not going to Google this one. <laughs> I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna look for when is it assassination <laughs> versus murder. It was a test, Gordy, and you passed. <laughs> You'll get not, into the CIA. <laughs> not not doing this one. I I don't see. I thought it was like a murder. Look, any you can do a murder your own self. I think. I think it is when you contract somebody else. Oh, I see. When okay. it is well, outsourced, yeah, it's a third-party situation. Although, although I don't well, know because true, because I like you could also do an assassination yourself if you got the right skill set, I guess. Hmm. Maybe it's just like a pro level. It's like, beyond our ken. Yeah. Yeah. Ty- Tyler, just, you are the crime weaver, so this is technically um, your jurisdiction. I guess I could make a declaration. It's yeah. True. Someone, could, someone get on this. Weave this into the crime web, Tyler. Someone get on the deep web henceforth all death is assassination <laughs> okay great there is so zero, you choke, zero distinction you, if you your, choke on a grape you have been assassinated by that okay. <laughs> um i would say that is correct uh, that sounds right to me your right, arteries so, can assassinate you so she had yeah mcdonald's is assassinating a lot of people <laughs> um including myself I want to go get a burger. Uh, she said she has the black lamb killed. So the next day, the little girl is just crying in the field with her barley thimble or something. No uh, more icky ear bread. When the funny little old woman, a funny little old woman shows up and is like, hey, what you crying about? And so she tells the little old woman that uh, the lamb that she ate bread from has died and the, the woman says stop your crying go be proactive go grab its bones bring them here the woman says fucking good i'm glad i'm glad it's gone i i feel like i'm obligated to ask for a moment of silence for lamb because it's a very similar situation right but I, but that thing was a creep <laughs> yeah, this lamb was an extreme weirdo. And is best forgotten, I think. Yeah, I do, I do not want... I'm not putting in the music for lamb. Certainly I'll tell you not. that. <laughs> Alright, so she brings all the bones to this old lady, except she is missing a shank bone, which seems like kind of a large bone to be missing. Um, so when Sunday comes, the girl is left behind to cook dinner while all the others go to church. So, like, would Dad really mind her living in the kitchen? Because all this other stuff doesn't seem to matter. <laughs> um, she's given a thimble full of water, a grain of barley, and a crumb of bread, and she's told to make a big, big pot of soup, I guess with those as the ingredients. Because this, this is a murder long con. This is an intense version of Chopped. So she starts crying, and uh, she mm. starts to miss the lamb who fixed all her problems with its ear cheese. And then the lamb comes in, but it's limping from its missing shank bone. And it says, hey, don't cry. You go to church. I'll cook dinner, but make sure you leave early. Get the fuck out of here, zombie. <laughs> You're just going to walk in like everything's chill? <laughs> you don't have a bone. Should have saved this one for Halloween. <laughs> it's spooky. 
It, it is spooky. I'd it's say spooky ear bread and ear cheese definitely is is spooky. So now, if you if you need a Halloween costume this year, go as a Ugh. black lamb with a wedge of cheese and a hunk of bread sticking out of your ears. Also, may I recommend giving out to trick or treaters spooky cheese. <laughs> All right, so uh, she gets dressed for church and she puts on a pair of pretty glass ship slippers that she just owns. Like, she already has these. Much like the other girl, her closet's already swanked out and she doesn't need anyone to give her clothes. Uh, so she sits near the church door when she goes in and the young prince notices her and wants to stalk her, but she leaves before he can follow. Because everyone's a creep. Great. She changes into her old clothes. Her stepmother and stepsisters come back and are astonished to find dinner. And I don't know where dad is. Maybe on vacation. Maybe in the parlor smoking a pipe. Just out. Yeah. (laughs) Just not. No longer a part of this story. Um, The next Sunday, the same thing happens. But this time the prince does manage to stalk her. And he picks up the shoe that she drops, but he doesn't catch her. It's, you know... It's hard to drop a slipper and not recognize it if you're wearing them. Yeah. Maybe she just has it in her purse. I've done that before. Like, my shoes are uncomfortable, so I just put them in my purse, and then one falls and gets lost forever on the floors of Dragon Con. Um, creep finds it. Yeah, probably. And does... D- nope. No, let's not. <laughs> let's not go there. Yeah, a, a creep finds it and and the shoes. The shoe stuff. <laughs> Uh, so Adds the it prince... to the wiki. <laughs> no, that doesn't. It does exist. I know that exists. I'm not looking for that either, but I know it's out there. Uh, so the prince makes a, a wild proclamation that he's going to marry whoever the slipper fits. Yeah, um, okay. So this is kind of a, a problem with the Cinderella tale that I feel has an easy solution. Because like, if she's a size 8 shoe, that's a lot of people that that fits. Right. Uh, so like, guys... Princes, I know that you don't get out of the playpen. I know you're not that smart as a whole species. Uh, but like maybe do whoever has the other damn slipper. Like if it's a if the slipper's the unique thing, they marry come- the person who has the other damn slipper. They do typically come in pairs, yes. Um the Cinderella story that I want to read uh is is the one where that does happen and they do go around with a size eight slipper and uh and just a a random woman who is a size eight like it fits her before it fits the princess and she sees the opportunity and just fucking goes for it i agree i would like to see that (laughs) that could be like like she smells her chance and she grabs onto it that could be a fun one of those netflix original like lady (laughs) switcheroo movies you think so at Christmas yes. time, <laughs> a lady, a Christmas slipper, move. yes, a Christmas slipper, please. Let's get that yes. going. If you add Christmas to it, it's instantly marketable, and you you need nothing else. Netflix will I mean, greenlight it before they even hear the word after Christmas. <laughs> um. All right. So the prince. You gets could get a, a Netflix movie greenlit called. The Christmas lamb dick or something. <laughs> <laughs> the, the the Christmas ear cheese. 
Um, he gets to her house, and one of the stepsisters does this, the whole toad chopping off thing and chops off a piece of her heel and shoves the, the slipper in there. This is a glass slipper, like you'd notice. Yeah, it's yucky. Um, but the prince shoves her on a horse and is riding to the castle when a random-ass raven sings, Haggett heels and hewed toes behind the young prince rides, but pretty foot and bonny foot behind the cauldron hides. So a raven casts a spell. What is this horseshit that's happening? It's a the drive-by prince. king making. <laughs> yeah, I guess. I guess. Is that, a, that, is that allowed? That raven had another kingdom to go oversee, but saw that this one was getting fucked up, so had to like quickly just step in <laughs> and do a little spell casting. Uh, so the prince asks the uh, girl, like, what did the bird say? And the stepdaughter says, oh, only nonsense like ravens do. <laughs> you at know, the next raven shit. <laughs> at the next tree, another raven is stationed and repeats the poem. And the prince hears it clearly this time. So he dismounts and sees her bleeding foot. And is like, icky, and takes her home. Uh, and he Does says the raven looking... emphasize that it, this is not raven shit? <laughs> <laughs> this is, hey, by this the way, is this is true. Prince Listen to relevant. us. <laughs> This isn't Raven business. Here's our poem. Uh, yeah, so he insists on looking behind the cauldron where the little girl is just hiding. Um, I think it does say little girl again. She was five at the beginning of the story. I don't know how old she is now. But, uh, um, more numbers than that, I hope. I really hope like maybe 10 to like 30, 20, 30 more numbers than that. <laughs> <laughs> An additional 30. Tim gets us into the slightly less uncomfortable for myth times <laughs> side of things, but still pretty yeah. uncomfortable. 30's good. You got a good head at 35. Yeah, she's 35. You should. Well, she's she's 35 and crouched behind a cauldron. <laughs> um, so she has to get dressed and go get her other slipper. And then he recognizes her in her nicer clothes. And he takes her to castle, and the ravens start singing Pretty Foot and Bonnie Foot behind the young prince hides, but Haggett heels and hewed toes at home with Mama Bides. And they get to the castle, and they live happily. I don't know if they're married, or maybe the prince just, like, wanted to adopt a daughter. A 35-year-old daughter. (laughs) No. Mm. So it sounds sounds to me like the birds have been to the wiki. They have they have poked around in certain corners of the internet. <laughs> if the they're birds com- set up the wiki, if as they're a trap. complimenting her toesies. So that's the end of that one. Or no boats. You did it. Yeah. Oof. Glad I glad I uh, uh, glad I submitted that one. Uh, first instinct was right. No boat. Yeah. No how, boat. how about how about that? How protective. Of boats are you, Gordy? How protective? Yeah, like, do you see yourself as a father figure to boats? Um, I don't know if I'd go that far. <laughs> Just a good friend of boats? <laughs> uh, are you maybe a sorcerer godmother to boats? Are you a boat role model? Would you check a boat yeah. in the garden? Would I throw it in a garden? <laughs> no, I'm not going to mis- mistreat them in any way. I just, I just don't know. I don't know that... I just like to predict whether they're going to show up in stories or not. Is that is that like not enough of a relationship to have with boats? Well, I just, Do I need to be you, more involved? Would you I, give ear cheese to a boat? 
No, I would not come into possession of ear cheese in the first place. <laughs> I only ask because this is terrible company for a boat. Yeah. So you must be pretty happy that there weren't any present. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, extremely happy. I don't understand this story. I don't like it. I don't like the cheese that came out of the ear. Um, it's real. It's it's just it's hard to move past certain details and certain stories, and that is like that is definitely one of them that did happen, and we all read about it, and then we just like moved on to other things, and that's <laughs> I don't know. I think like you core, need time to process. A core issue of this one is the murder plan itself. I feel like the very unclear relationship at the end is also a problem. Between mm-hmm. the prince and the five to thirty-five year old, and the and the character, I'll say. Yes. Yeah. Well, that that lamb does not show up after its zombie cooks one meal. <laughs> we, a lamb. Oh boy, I forgot about it even happening. <laughs> we don't know what the lamb is. No. Well, it is. It is other. Yeah. We don't know where it came from. It's it very godly. Yes. Is it related to the the voodoo witch who brought it back from the dead? Was it a raven in disguise? It was black. Yes. It could have been two ravens in a lamb suit. Was it the only one that was black? Because they uh, seemed to yes. point out specifically mm-hmm. that it was different. Yeah, I guess yes. so. So yeah, it was two ravens in a lamb suit <laughs> <laughs> pulling off a weird bird fall situation. Uh, yeah, my first major issue with this... We did discuss this briefly. It's just like, dad won't want her in the kitchen. Better kill her instead. But specifically the murder plan of, like, long starvation. Mm-hmm. Dad's gonna notice that. Like, if you're gonna do the kill, set up an alibi or something. Also, she got bored of her own plan day two. That's true. When she didn't see immediate results. <laughs> she didn't go straight to bones. <laughs> Better get a spy in there. Hmm. And, and dad didn't matter. Dad doesn't seem to care. Yeah, like, you can't exist. get... You... Usually the ghost help is, like, mom ghost help and not two birds in a lamb suit and some random hag. Mm-hmm. Yeah, who even was that? Yeah. Who, who even was it, and why is dad so invested in uh, punishment if he's just gonna check the fuck out later? <laughs> <sighs> The other stepsister doesn't matter because we only get one stepsister deep into the uh, the chopping hack. Are we sure this was an adult noir quickie? <laughs> uh, it's Scottish, so adult noir like vacation tale. Yeah, don't dull noir quick rips. She 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 ripped out a quick one when she was on vacay, <laughs> and and left it in a bucket or something. <laughs> And someone else found it and said, ah, a traditional Scottish tale. I shall tell it to all of my friends. Because this has like the the telltale board of itself uh, presentation of Adultwa, where it just gets bored of its own details and moves on to something else. It does a little bit. Yes. Um, What I mean, what do we do to it, though? Burn it. Like, can we just... uh, yeah, you think so? Just just no more of this. This is a we, brand new day for what the folklore. We have a new uh-huh. setup. We're, okay, well, that part's new. We're, we can take a new approach to things, and I think there are a lot of Cinderella's. We can start culling some of them. 
<laughs> yeah, I mean, I think I think that's good. Maybe like, there need, are a lot of Cinderella. We, I don't know well, that we need to fix every variant. Here's the thing, though. Kill it was also your answer for saddle slut. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like you're copping out a lot lately. We've already read other Cinderellas. Sure, we sure did. Yeah, I'm gonna say there can be three Cinderellas. <laughs> <laughs> and we and, we gotta find like the best three versions. And this and ain't then... one of them. Oh, can that be a reality mm. TV show? A Cinderella <laughs> folklore like um, gauntlet kind of thing, where like you start out with this many Cinderella tales, and they have to battle it to be the the one standing Cinderella tale. If we put Christmas in front of it, Netflix will buy it. <laughs> The Christmas Cinderella Gauntlet. Um, yeah, I think Netflix. I think this is an exciting opportunity for you. Um, I think I think you could make uh, make a lot of money off of this one. Just uh, we do need eighty percent of the cut of this one because we've like honestly, honestly just teed it up like eight inches from the hole for you. Um, we did you, do eighty percent of the work. Yeah, like you you barely have to do anything on this one. So go ahead and and, and write that check uh, and we will talk to you when it clears. All you have to do is cast it, film it, post-produce it and release it. This is nothing though. This is nothing. This is easy. It's the, a fucking the afternoon. Are, the ideas are the hard part. Get That's get <laughs> All of that is an afternoon in Hollyweird. <laughs> Look, they're they're cranking out these dang Marvel movies so fast. Like, don't tell me they can't do this in a couple, like a week at most. Sure. HBO made a whole a whole big TV series and it had dragons in it and people running around with swords and a big old ice wall. And like by comparison, this is pretty easy. So don't like don't even don't even at me about what you need to do for this one. <laughs> write the check uh is that is that it does anybody have any more thoughts i'm good yeah i'm yeah i'd feel i feel i mean as fulfilled as i'm going to on this one (laughs) uh so thank you meg for sending us that book title filled with glorious cinderella tales to now battle to the death against each other we're gonna start tearing pages out of it uh those of you who Go back and listen through this multiple times for whatever crazy reason you decide to do that. Um, if you want to take the Cinderella variants we've already read and go ahead and start a gauntlet of them, let us know on Twitter or Discord or wherever you talk to us. There's a car alarm going off, and boy, I hope it's not getting picked up. Uh, yeah, I hear that too. Near near you all? No, it's yeah. near you, Gordy. Also, also, boy, I hope no, it it's isn't. not my car. <laughs> Uh, no, it's on your end. I can't hear it. It's always my my nervousness, because my car alarm sounds like every car alarm. That's the problem oh, with car alarms. Nobody knows bad. which fucking car it is. Yeah, it'd be great if, so it, they if all you ignore could, like, it. record your name. Like, Carmen, Carmen, Carmen. <laughs> Carmen, help me. Help me. Help Mother, me, Paul. Please. Paul, help me. Mother, bad folks. <laughs> stealers, stealers. Uh, thank you, Allison, for executive producing this episode. <laughs> thank you, Allison. Thank you. Um, Any tweeters? I, I, I'm going to skip it this time. I don't. <laughs> we have forgotten how to do anything. I can't. Yeah, it's so much. Uh, so yeah, thank you, Allison. Thank you to all of our patrons who support our show and keep our lives full of fun and interest in the Discord. 
um, now supplying memes. Um, <laughs> Perhaps dreams shortly. Memes and dreams. Join the Discord. It's a dollar a month. <laughs> All the memes and dreams your heart desires. Uh, thank you to our top tier patrons. Maya, Cole, the first who will catch Tyler. Caitlin, Frank, Riley, Glutton of All, All the Foods. Alex, Chief Crustacean, Master of the Claw. Uh, mm. Danielle, Wyatt, Soapy Foten, Kelty, Olwyn, maybe the one from Fire Emblem. Allie, Crimson, McGregor, Nathan the Scott, Yahweh Yowie, Letitia, April, DPRCM, The Day Dude, Pyrus, High Liztis of Wimbus, Grace, Daughter Wimbus, Snufkin with Knife for President 2020, Jeremiah, What the Folklore but Crickets Telling the Story, Haley, Tim Doesn't Really Like Marzipan, Even as a Catalyst, WWDC Deep Cut, Dominic, Justin, Lily, Jenna, Jen, and Heather. Thank you. Thank you all. And thank you always, Doug. Thank you, Doug. Thank you, Doug. Thank you, John Waterbubbler. Thank you, John Waterbubbler. Thank you, Roll Doll. Thank you, Roll Thank you, Roll Doll. Thank you, the Neon. Thank you, the Neon. Thank you, the Chrome. Thank you, the Chrome. Thank you, Knives. Thank you, Knives. Thank you, Yonder Toad. Thank you, Yonder Toad. Thank you, Mother Wimbus. Thank you, Mother Wimbus. Thank you, Big Rock. Thank you, Big Rock. Thank you, Perez the Mouse. Thank you, Perez the Mouse. Thank you, Oranges. Thank you, Oranges. Thank you, the Wiki. Thank you, the wiki. The gross wiki. Yeah. yeah. No, you know the I don't know. No, I don't want to do that. I mean, there's nobody to thank in these. These were bad. <laughs> you don't want you don't want to thank ear cheese? No. No, we're not doing that. I'm not doing that. I'll blow up the whole podcast. Thank you, wood dress pockets. Thank you. <laughs> thank Thanks you, mahogany for... dress. Yeah, thank you. We're what the folklore. That's how it works. This has been What the Folklore. Thanks for listening to our show. If you have story suggestions for us, please send them to wtfolklore at gmail.com and follow us on Facebook and Twitter. Special thanks to the Brobdingnagian Bards for the use of their song Happily Ever After from their album Brobdingnagian Fairy Tales. If you enjoyed our show, please rate and review us on iTunes or wherever you listen to podcasts.